everybody to episode number 16 of the weight loss coach podcast and uh just love the um uh interaction and the buzz around uh the podcast uh and the topics i'm bringing up which i always tell you it's 20 minutes of relevant content with no fluff just getting straight to the point and, and i use a lot of my content based on real world uh situation with my coaching clients um, uh, as you know, I have a program called 10 Weeks to Weight Loss Freedom. It's a 10-week coaching program uh, that I do personally. And today I want to, first of all, uh, bring up one of my clients and um, just an amazing breakthrough for her that led me to ask you some of the questions I will after I give you the background, a little bit of story. So uh, my client's name is Annette, uh, been with me for a while. We, we meet weekly. Um, and, and she's been past the 10-week mark uh, uh, for a while, but we still meet weekly uh, to assessments, just kind of get in the feel, because Annette, amongst other clients of mine, realized that a struggle is something that doesn't go away once you find solutions uh, that you maybe haven't before. And uh, I just want to point this out, that you know the struggle to lose weight and keep it off, uh, uh, food addiction, all these things are relevant and they're hard and i don't want to i don't want to um take that away from today's story but i do want to show you and give you hope on how you can arrive where a net arose uh, uh, arrived without me even coaching her it, th this this story is something she did on her own and i'll even tell you that it was almost nonchalant when she told me about it on one of our calls uh, as if it was just something she did and I had to bring to her attention how it was a really big deal. Uh, so I, I want to preface this by saying, listen, the struggle is real, people. Losing weight, keeping it off, but it can be done. And like anything any of us have that's a legit struggle, in my opinion, we all need a coach. And I've got a coach, you know, as you know, with my anxiety. Uh, people have coaches for, you know, alcoholism, uh, you name it. So uh, I, I don't want you to feel like there's shame out there if you do decide to, uh, to hire a coach or that you need a coach like Annette to come to the place where she did today, okay? And, and that's a whole different topic. I just want to let you know that I acknowledge, uh, you know, it, it's a tough gig, uh, the struggle. I've been doing it for over three decades, uh, coaching people, and so I fully understand. So let's talk about Annette. So Annette, you know, we talk weekly, and we were just on our call, and... Um, I was asking her, which I always do, hey, tell me what your biggest win was from last week. Just one. And, and when we ask for a, when I ask for a win, it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be, hey, you know, the temptation to eat candy uh, came up and I used your method of, you know, um, I have a step method where you stop and you go through these five steps and uh, ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze to eat that piece of candy? Doesn't mean she can't eat the candy, but anyway, my point is this. Those are kind of things we talk about. It can be big things, it can be small things. Then I ask, hey, you know, uh, what, what is the number one struggle you had last week? So she'll bring that up, what she was struggling with. And by the way, that changes all the time. And, and some people think that once you bring up a struggle you had last week, I solve it and it goes away. Farthest from the truth. Uh, I give my advice and from years of doing this and I implement it and it can work for a while. And four weeks, five weeks out of the road, that struggle comes back up again. So I just want to let you know there's never a solid answer that's going to make that completely go away. That would be called a struggle, right? So anyway, um, I said, what was your biggest win? 
And Annette was telling me the story of how she started already doing a little bit of, you know, maybe you call it spring cleaning. But she was just cleaning her house and getting rid of stuff. And nonchalantly, she said, yes, and I went through my closet and I got rid of all of my fat girl clothes and I gave them away. And then she went on to talk about her kitchen and I said, whoa, 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 wait, back up for a minute. What'd you just say? She goes, which part? I was cleaning the attic out and all. And I go, no, what, what about your clothes, your closet? She goes, oh, I went in there and I just saw all of my fat girl clothes. And, you know, she said, I can still wear them. And she said, they're big on me. Like I used to like to wear my clothes. But, you know, now I want my clothes to be a little bit tighter. By the way, and that still has weight to lose. Okay, so I don't want you to get in your mind uh, that this is just she's all, you know, in shape and perfect and only has like 10 pounds left all that stuff whatever maybe you had and she wants to wear her clothes a little firmer farthest from the truth she said for her words you know these are three x's and a few four x's and i can still wear them but she said i don't want those clothes you know fitting on me like that anymore i want them a little bit more form fitting that's what she said but that was not the kicker the kicker was she without even thinking said i took all of my fat girl clothes and gave them away and I said, so those are gone? She said, yeah. I said, like, gone as in you gave them to a friend, you can go get them. No, I took them to like a donation place where, and I did it a few days ago. They're gone. Like, what's your point, Travis? I mean, no, I cannot go get those. The point was, she is in such a good place knowing that weight's not coming back to that extreme that she let go of what I would say 99.9 percent .9 of men and women more women than men hang on to you have that wardrobe that you keep because you've lost weight before and you know you put it back on and you can always go back to for her words the fat girl clothes okay i'm just going to use that word because of that came up with it i think it's very to the point i think it's real so i think uh, i know just from coaching uh women uh for years and years they have different wardrobes. They have them when they lose weight, maybe in between, and what that calls the fat girl clothes. And I, and I bet you can relate to this. And if you can, I'd like you to comment on what you actually watch this episode. So I said, Annette, that is huge. I mean, you've got to stop and recognize what you just did. And I didn't coach her on that. I didn't say, hey, I think next week you ought to come to a place where you let it go. Quit playing it safe. Drop those off. She did that because she arrived at a place with a system, if you want to call it that, that is about her. And I want you to hear that out there, people. We worked together and found a system that she had a complete say in that resonated with her so she could do it and not feel like she's in a willpower or I've got to do it and I've got to make it happen and stick to it and all those things, okay? She's in a place where what we have worked together to create, I would suggest she would answer back and forth, we created this system that's about her. And when it's about us, I mean, we have a little bit of an ego, it feels good because it's about me and I decided and I have a say in this. So of course, from me being the coach that you know helps them to people to create this, I see how she's comfortable in a place where she doesn't really feel like anything can fall apart. But I can see that, but she took it on like, I'm not gonna be putting this weight back on. I just don't see how I could because that's where she's at. And she stepped out and got rid of her fat girl clothes. What does that mean? 
she doesn't think in a remotely in her mind that she will ever be that big again. I know she won't because once it's in place and it's about the individual, they really can't find something that would fall apart, like a program, a diet, a keto, a, a low carb, high carb, whatever's out there right now. All those things that in your mind, you know that weight's gonna come back. So we keep this safe play by keeping our big girl clothes, fat girl clothes as she called them. So when that happens, you know, hey, okay, I'm gonna go back up to these clothes again, okay? You have to understand, she got rid of a huge financial investment that she had made for years and years and years. And I asked her, I said, man, how many thousands of dollars would you put on that? She said, I can't even begin to understand that because all her life pretty much, I mean, uh, she's uh, getting ready to turn 54. So she, you know, she's like me, I'm 57. She's had some experience on being big 90% of her life. So she's got quite the wardrobe. That was a huge financial cutting of the umbilical cord and knowing I don't need those anymore. And, and I couldn't praise her enough and let her stop and actually acknowledge what she had done because that is a big deal confidence-wise, uh, self-esteem, uh, just the fact that she even said on a whole separate note, I want clothes that kind of have a little bit of form to them. She wasn't talking about tight, but even that confidence on a lady that's been overweight most of her life, she said, I want some form here. And, and, you know, and again, she still has weight to lose. But just knowing Annette, I wish you knew her like I did when I started, Annette would have never thought about getting rid of her fat girl clothes. And she would have never, ever said, I want my clothes to be a little bit more form-fitting. You just have to know that. It wouldn't have happened. And she came about that on her own. It was authentic. It was raw, organic. It was not coached. It's what she has evolved into through our sessions together. But I give her praise because she did this and created that environment for that to set in to just not even think for a minute about giving those clothes away. And so I want to ask you, you know, here's my, here's my point in all this. It makes me wonder, are you playing it safe? And you're thinking, well, yeah, I have fat girl clothes. Okay, that's one aspect. Let's broaden that out a little bit, okay? Are you playing it safe? And that's not a beatdown uh, statement, by the way. It's to make you become aware of why you're playing it safe. You know why you're playing it safe? Because you don't feel like whatever it is you're doing to lose weight is permanent. Listen, you are smart individuals. You're highly intelligent. And, I, and you've got this thing built in us when we know something isn't quite right. We know, yeah, it works, but I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think I can do this forever. But it's cool to feel good for a moment or two, and I shift down to the lower level of clothes. They're not the fat girl clothes. They're not the skinny girl clothes. They're that level down. And I've heard my clients tell me this when, before we got together. They at least felt good for a while, while it was working, but they knew eventually they'd be moving back up to the fat girl clothes. Okay, I want you to let that sink in. That is not Travis making up. This is straight off of years of coaching women and them saying, well, it felt good while I was there because I'd say, hey, when you were doing that, I mean, I can see it, but this is what I do for a living. Did you see 
that wasn't going to work long term? Well, of course I knew, Travis. I mean, I knew it wasn't permanent. I knew it wasn't sustainable. I don't want to eat that way or not eat that way or take that shot or take those pills. I mean, I knew it, but it did feel good. It's almost like getting a break. And I, so I can, I can understand that. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. You needed a mental break to like, you know, I'm down in my middle girl clothes and I feel pretty good for a while. So it kind of gives you a little self-esteem break from the low self-esteem and the low confidence. So I want you to look inward and ask yourself, are you tired of playing it safe and know that the reason why is you're not working with a system that's about you. You've got to understand this. My struggle with my anxiety, my system that helps me with my daily mental aspect of keeping my anxiety balanced, I had to create within myself about what works for me. My system, <clears throat> I cannot put it on a platter and sell it and say this will work for everybody with anxiety. Nor does weight loss. Okay, and I know you've heard, well, yeah, it's got to be individual, cookie cutter, but you know what, you know what irks me when people say that, people selling it? Well, it's, it can't be cookie cutter. Okay, what do you mean by that? And so most of them, I say, well, we've got to make this and this and this. It's usually about the workout and the eating. That's a big part of it. But see, they don't ever go down into where the working from the inside out, which is what I do with my clients, <clears throat> has to take place. You've got to find where the, the root of the problem started <clears throat> a long time ago and that's going to be addressed and then you build up from there finding systems yes foods you like to eat workouts that are basically uh you know meant for your age and your ability all that stuff okay but we don't want to keep going to the work from the outside in because that doesn't work it doesn't change the root of the problem that no one's talking about so working with the net finding a system that works for her, she got to a place where subconsciously, I don't need to play it safe anymore. I'm gonna give thousands of dollars away of fat girl clothes, knowing I won't be back there. And I'm gonna tell you, that solidifies a whole new level of working and controlling and enjoying your struggle. Yes, you can actually enjoy your struggle because you have found something that works for you, about you, and that just feels good. And then when you see the, the actual uh, repercussions of it, yes, weight loss, but the other things, the manageability, like it's not, like Annette said, there's just nothing to fall apart. I can't go to rock bottom again like other programs because there's just, no, it, it doesn't work that way, okay? So ask yourself, what are you playing it safe with? Do you have one foot kind of holding that door open so it doesn't shut all the way so that you feel safe? And, and here's, here's my point. That doesn't mean you're hanging on to your fat and all clothes. That's one. <clears throat> what about you knowing a certain snack? Uh, mine would be donuts. Of course, you've heard this before. <clears throat> Sorry. I can't keep donuts in my house because I know if things are kind of a rough day, <clears throat> whatever it may be, then I may go, go grab a donut. So are you having like snacks? Maybe are you hiding them? Are you telling everybody that, you know, I'm keeping this stuff out of the house? I didn't say everything. The things that you're most vulnerable for. <clears throat> I'm keeping them out of the house. But you have a go-to for emergencies. I know a lady that hid Kit Kats. And she, that was her thing. So her kids, older kids, 
We're getting rid of the Kit Kat. She's not going to have them in here anymore because that was really just a thing that she would actually binge on. And she finally, uh, when I started working with her, I was talking to her and things evolved. And I finally got to a place like, are you eating Kit Kat somewhere or what, what are you doing? And um, thank you so much. And I asked, uh, what are you doing? And finally she said, you know, I have Kit Kats hidden in the bookshelves. I've got one up there. She had one in her underwear drawer, underneath her underwear in the back. So she was playing it safe. She said, but you know, Travis, it just made me feel good that that was there. I, I, I didn't ever really ever go to it, but it made me feel good it was there until she did. And that reminds me of a, a, a friend of mine I knew that was trying to quit smoking. He felt like carrying the cigarette around all the time and not smoking it, knowing it was there and giving his fingers that thing worked until it didn't when the circumstances of stress and life comes up. He, all you have to do is light it. She was no different. She was playing it safe. Like, okay, I got out of the kitchen. That's the main thing. It's not my face. Okay, it's not right there. So that, that's, that's the cool thing. But in her mind, she said, but I know where there's one hidden that makes me feel good knowing it's there. Because people that have those kind of addictions, and this is everybody pretty much that I coach, they get nervous and a little bit scared when that particular thing, like her Kit Kat, is not within reach. Meaning, when she panics and gets stressed and like needs it, she's going to have to go get in a car, drive down the road, go in and purchase it. And that, that bugs people. I know some people might say, what's the big deal? It's a big deal because that's like running to your drug that you need right now. And hers was Kit Kats, okay? And, and so having it safe nearby made her feel comfortable. But here's the deal. She never got to a place to stop coaching her to where I say and show them, you can have the Kit Kat. You just need to be aware of it and be conscious of it and not have eater's remorse. And there's a way to work through that and make a decision. And it's my five-step thing that I do where you decide, is the juice worth the squeeze? And some days, you know, it is. It's the, the whole thing I don't want for my clients is to walk away having eater's remorse, meaning you piece on it, you know what, and I can't believe you just ate that and you're going to be fat and stuff. All the things my clients have told me. There's a way to do this to where you actually can do it, but most of the time you won't because you stop and you pause and examine on how you're going to feel after you do it. So that's another story. But I just want you to know, are you playing it safe? Do you have something hidden? Okay? And are you hanging on to your fat girl clothes? And this is not me telling you to go out and just throw those out like Annette did. Annette came to a place where she knew what she was doing was what I call weight loss freedom. But I want you to ask yourself this in closing. If you still are terrified of getting rid of your fat girl clothes, why are you still doing programs and diets that you know will never release you to a place like a net where you can go give those away and not look back? Why are you not finding something that's about you? All right? And of course, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. I have the solution to that because I don't have a system during my 10-week coaching program where I'm going to tell you this is what you're going to do, okay? That doesn't work with the struggle. But my shameless plug is I'm here available. You just have to reach out to me and we get on a 10-minute, what I call a 10-minute discovery call. All that is is me finding out where you're at, 
what you're doing, what's worked, what, what has it, and if I can help you or not. I will be completely honest if I can't. I will not just say, oh yeah, I want the answer. I have to believe I have a solution for you. That's what the 10-minute discovery call is. It is not a sales call. So if you see an email come out, a personal invite, or if you want to email me at travis at travisgarza.com, we simply will talk for about 10 minutes. Again, I just want to know what's going on, where you're at, where you want to go, and if I can help you or not. It's that simple. And if it is something, then we'll have another call where we talk about how and learn about you and your past and dig in a little bit. Here, find out where you started from and get some information and see what kind of plan we can come up with that's about you. So, most importantly, look around, ask yourself, why have I not got rid of my fat girl clothes? And self-examine and ask, are you continue to spend money doing things that you know will temporarily move you into the not fat girl clothes that makes you feel good for a while, only for you to have to return to the fat girl clothes. This, this is a vicious cycle that I see all the time. The back and forth to the fat girl clothes, to the medium clothes. Sometimes, if you're taking Monjera right now, you can go down to skinny girl clothes until you don't take the shot, and then you go way back up. But how much longer are you gonna to continue to live in that life when there is a solution? And I'm kind of extending out my hand and asking you to reach out to me and let's see what we can do, okay? This is taking a step at a time. But hey, gang, hope this information was great. Uh, you guys have an amazing week, and I will see you next week.